his name tonight. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We glorify you. We magnify your holy name. Oh, great God, there is none other like you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I bless you at all times. And your praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, there is none other like you, Jesus. I give you the glory. I give you all of the honor. I exalt you, Jesus. We magnify God, you, Jesus, holy and righteous one. Yeah. Oh, there is none other like oh, you, oh, yeah. great God. None beside you, for you are God all alone. You are the only wife, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, holy, holy, holy. The hope is full of your glory. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Feel what we fear here tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 16. Ezekiel chapter 16, beginning at verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abominations. And say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite, and thy mother an Hittite. And as for thy nativity in the day thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed in water to, supp- to supple thee. Thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee. But thou wast cast out in the open field, to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. When I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to talk about the God that has compassion. Yes. God that has compassion. Yes. You can be seated tonight. Thank you, Lord. In this uh, scripture here, 
Um, first of all, tonight I'm thankful that God loves us yeah. so much. Yeah. I'm thankful that God is a caring God and that God always has our best interests at hand. That's right. Whether we can see it at times or not, God is always out for our good. He's always out for our benefit. And uh, you know what? Can't say that about everybody. I'm sure we can, we've all had people that we've allowed in our lives at some point that we thought that they were out for our good and our benefit. But you find out that we can be a selfish people and we can be about our own good and what's going to benefit us. But God's not like that. God is always thinking about us. God's eye is always on us. To the point where David couldn't comprehend, he said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? You know, when you realize that we are, we're not very much, we are incapable without God's assistance. We're, un, we're incapable of doing what is right. right. We're incapable of following through with things without the power of God dwelling in our lives on a daily basis. That means that I'm being renewed with the Holy Ghost daily. Thank you. I'm allowing God to change my mind and change my perspective in the way I look at things to assure that I'm looking at things through the lens of the word of God. And Paul said it like this. He, he, began to, he began to talk about a desire to want to do right, yeah. but not having the ability to accomplish that. Understanding that God's word is right and the ways of the Lord is right, but somehow, somehow we always end up doing what transgresses against God's word. Yeah. It shows us that we don't have the capability of performing what is good and what is right without God. A person that thinks that they don't need God's help or God's assistance is a person that is going to find out the hard way yeah. that it, you might not need a whole lot of things in this world, but you need God. Yeah. You need church. Yeah. You need the word of God. You need the Holy Ghost. You need God moving and working things out in your life. Yeah. Here in this account, the God begins to talk to the prophet and tells him to go and to talk to the people and let them know of their wrongdoing. And God begins to describe and begins to give an example of how they were and what they were and where they came from before he stepped foot in their life. How many are thankful the day that God came walking and stepping into yeah. your life and yes. Reaching for you and pulling you out of some things that had you bound and chained up and locked down. And I don't know about anybody else, but I come to offer up some thanksgiving unto the Lord. I come to let God know I appreciate his compassion. The Bible says that he is full of compassion. Somebody needs to be thankful that God cared enough. When nobody else cared, God cared. When, when nobody else had pity, God had pity. When nobody else showed mercy, God stepped in and extended mercy to you, to me. 
You can be seated tonight. He goes on and he, he is reminding them of where they were and what they was like and the situation and the condition that they were in. They were in a, a bad condition. They were in a, a real bad state before God got a hold of them and made something out of them. And before he rearranged and, and cleaned them up, the Bible says that he said, you know, I saw you and you were not cut from your, your mother's navel, from the, the umbilical cord was not cut. Uh, the things that should would be t- done to a, 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 a newborn infant, uh, the things that would be done to take care and to clean that infant up, God is using an illustration of that this was not done for you. You was left in this horrible state and no I pitied thee. No I looked upon thee. You had no one to help you. You went without any kind of assistance and without any kind of help. And God said, I walked past thee. And God said, I said to thee, live. In other words, God would not let them remain in the condition that they were in. God would not just walk past them and let them stay that way and die. I'm so thankful that I have a God that doesn't ignore my need. He doesn't ignore my condition. But he stands ready to reach down and to pull me out and to shape and mold me and to heal me and to put me on the right track. I believe we ought to offer some thanksgiving tonight. I believe we ought to praise God because he loves us so much. Even when I was yet a sinner, he wouldn't let me stay a sinner. He came and he did what was necessary to change me, to break the chains off of my life. I believe that's enough to praise him tonight. Come on, I don't have to look at a bank account and get excited. Honey, all I got to do is think about where I was and God stepped into my life. That's enough for me to get excited. That's enough for me to shout about. That's enough for me to leap about. That's enough for me to run it all about. Oh, I was in a horrible, a terrible condition before God came. That's right. Don't fool yourself and think, oh, well, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was real bad. It was real ugly. Don't you discredit God. Don't you downplay what God has done in your life. You give him the credit. You give him the glory that he deserves. Because it was real bad. You can be seated tonight. Thank you, Lord. I'm talking about people that were ignored. Talking about people that had to endure not having loved ones provide for them and, and take care of them the way that they should. One thing you can you can bank on is that God will never forget you. Right. God will never forsake you. That's right. God will never turn his back on you. Even though the storm is beating. Even though the winds are blowing, God is right there in the midst of the storm. Yeah. And God will never leave you. You'll find out that as you read that 
The children of Israel, they found themselves in a, a condition, a bad state. And they thought that God had left them. They thought that God had forgotten about them. And the word came to them. God asked them the question. He said, can a mother forget her child, in other words? He asked them the question. And then he answered them for because you know what? We are a messed up people. We are a selfish people. And when we are about what we are about, we forget a lot of things, including family, including loved ones, including those that we should provide for. And God said, you know what? They very well can. He said, but you know what? I will not forget you. And God gave them an illustration. This wasn't a, you know, I can remember talking to somebody and, and they wanted to, um, they wanted to prop up their decision on getting some kind of piercing or some kind of um, marking on their body. And they, they tried to use the scripture where God said, you know what, I've engraved you in the palm of my hands. Yeah. And I had to help them know that you are, you are twisting that scripture. You are taking it out of context. That wasn't giving you license to put any kind of marking on your body. God was giving them an illustration that, hey, you're always before me. I can't forget you. I will not forget you. I'm thankful for a God that always have my best interests at hand. That always has me on his mind. That he's always he's working around the clock on my behalf. I'm thankful for that tonight. I appreciate that God is is always on me. It's always on his people. And God won't forget you. God won't neglect you. God won't forsake you. There will be those that will neglect you. But as long as you got Jesus, you got everything that you need. I wish we would believe that tonight. So many people think they need something, they need this and they need that. And in the process of trying to get everything else, they're forsaking the one that will never leave them and that will never forsake them. Honey, I want to believe that Jesus is all I ever need. Come on, he's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He said, no, I'll always be with you. You can't say that about a lot of people, but you can say that about Jesus. You can be seated tonight. And so God is telling them when, in other words, when no one else cared enough to see about you, cared enough to take the time. No one pitied you. He said, I, I passed by you, and I saw you in a real bad condition as you were struggling, as you was fighting for life, fighting to survive, fighting to try to make it another day and he said I I looked at you and I said live and you'll read as God the Bible tells us how that God took his people and he he cleaned them up and he entered into covenant with them you know you'll read in the scripture where Jesus 
was talking to a group, and he was talking about your neighbor, who your neighbor is, and how we're supposed to treat our neighbors. Yeah. The Bible says that one piped up and he said, Lord, who are, who is my neighbor? Who is it? And Jesus began to give him and tell them an account of, of one that was coming. And he was in a certain city. And the Bible says that he fell among thieves. And how that those thieves, they beat him. They, they mistreated him. And pretty much they left him for dead. Yeah. The Bible says that there were those that came. The Bible, Jesus said the, there was a lead, there was a priest that passed by and saw the condition of this individual. The Bible says that that priest did his best not to get anywhere near that individual. As he walked on the other side, the opposite side. Then came a Levite passing by and, and did the very same thing. But the Bible says that there was one that came that you wouldn't expect to have helped. But the Bible says he, he took that individual in his, his wounds. The Bible says he binded up, he poured oil to those wounds and binded up that individual. He took that individual to an inn and he paid for his stay and he told the innkeeper he said whatever you have to spend if you have to spend more than what I've left don't worry about it. I'll repay you when I return. Now a lot of us we read that account and that's the, the account of the good Samaritan but I want somebody to know that that was the condition of humanity. That was the condition of you and I. We were left for dead. And there was one that came when all everybody else neglected and forsake us. There was one that came and bind up our wounds and poured oil into our wounds and binded us up and brought us to a safe place and gave what was necessary to ensure that we would make it and that we would be taken care of. Somebody needs to see Jesus Christ and what he did for you and I. And you know what? I can't forget what God has done for me. I was home. Come on, I was left for dead. We all was left for dead. We all was left in a bad state and then came Jesus. Then came Jesus stepping into our life. Honey, he burned up my wounds. He fixed my broken heart. He put my life back together. He put my mind back together. And I come to bless his name tonight. I come to lift him up tonight. I come to exalt him and let him know that I am thankful. I am thankful. Talking about his compassion. I'm talking about a God that is so pitiful to those that are in need. Yeah. That he can't just pass by right. and not do anything about it. You can be seated tonight. You'll see this all throughout his ministry. Yeah. God's compassion. As there were those that were you know what? We got to get on. It's on to the next place. But God's compassion 
He couldn't just move on and be about the next thing. He had to do something about it. The Bible says that there was a multitude that they followed Jesus. And when the day was over, the Bible says that this multitude, he knew that they were famished, that they were at a state where they needed to be fed. And the disciples and their, their idea of what, what, how are we going to feed a multitude like this, send them off and let them find their own. But you know what? God's not about just leaving people on their own to fend for themselves. God is all about providing assistance. He's all about providing and meeting the need. The Bible says that Jesus, when it was all said and done, the Bible says he looked at them and he saw them. And the, just the state that they were in, he could see that the people were scattered, that they were like a sheep without a shepherd, no direction, no sense of where they were going or what they were doing. And the Bible says he had to do something about it. His compassion. He sought that company, that multitude down and, 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 the, and their number and numbered them in, in, in their company. And when it was all said and done, Jesus provided a need that they had that day because his compassion wouldn't just let them go and remain in that, that scattered state that they were in and there with no direction and no sense of where they were going. I'm so thankful that God saw me in the midst of my chaos. He saw me in the midst of my confusion in the Bible and he came and he gave me sense of direction. David said I was in the harbor pit. I was in a miry clay and he, he set me upon a rock and established my going. God gave him direction. God helped him to see where he was going. I'm thankful for the day that he gave me direction when I was confused, when I was mixed up, when I didn't know what I was doing. God stepped in. God stepped in. Somebody ought to bless him tonight. Come on, you didn't get here all by yourself. There is a God that saw you in your worst state, in your worst condition. And he did something about it. He did something about it. Thank you. You can be seated tonight. Thank you. God, we pray. Thank you. I'm talking about. Being in a bad state. I'm talking about when no one else. You know, here's the thing. When Jesus started his earthly ministry, when it began, there were a lot of people in need. And their need had been unmet for so long. You had the religious leaders that should have been doing something, but they weren't caring about the people. They were all about themselves. They were all about their position. They were all about their title. They were all about making money. They were all about the status. That's why religion don't work today because it's not going to meet your need. It's not going to fix your ailment. It's not going to put your perverse mind back together. The only thing that's going to do that is the power of the Holy Ghost. The only thing that's going to do that is a genuine encounter with Jesus Christ. I don't need religion, honey. Give me a day of Pentecost experience. 
lead me to an apostolic church that preaches one God, that preaches water baptism in the name of Jesus. In the infant of the Holy Ghost, I don't need religion. I've come to find out religion don't have nothing. Right. They only have a form of God. Yeah. But they deny the power. That's right. If you're going to be pulled out of that depression, you need the power. Yeah. If you're going to be delivered from pornography, you need the power. Don't say I don't need the Holy Ghost. Oh, you need the Holy Ghost. You need Jesus. You need church. You need the word of God. You're going to remain in your sick and perverted condition. You need God. We need God. It don't matter how long I've been here. I still need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. It don't matter how many years I've been in the church. I still need to pray. I still need to read the Bible. I still need to humble myself. And submit myself under the mighty hand of God. Thank you, dear Be seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In some cases, people think longevity is a, a license for them to do whatever they want to do. No. 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 It don't matter how long I've been here. I still have to be humble. That's right. I still have to stay in line yeah. with the book. I still have to pray. Yes. I still have to allow God's word to penetrate and get inside and deal with some deep-seated issues that are in my life. So many people sit in church and there are deep-seated issues that are up here. Things from the past that people have allowed to give to God. And God knows about it. He stands ready to take care of it. But you know what? We're so stubborn. We're so hard-hearted at times against God's word. I'm thankful for what God has done in my life. And I'm thankful that God, on a daily basis, is still working in my life. And that he is on a daily basis constantly thinking of me. Got my mind on me. Got his mind on me. His eye is on me. You know the Bible talks about his people being the apple of his eye. I'm going to tell you God protects his people. Yeah. The way that an individual will protect their eye. Yeah. That, 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 that valuable part. The same way that people would take precautions to protect that. That's how God is about his people. God's arms always around us. God is always protecting. His hand is always on us because he loves us, because he cares about us. Yeah. Don't let that go in one ear and not the other. Right. Somebody needs to sit up. Yep. Ears need to perk up. Yeah. God loves me. Yes, God loves you. I know you can't say that about a lot of people. I know you can't even say that about biological people, relatives. But guess what? People may forsake you, but you know one thing. There's a God that will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never cast you away. 
Oh, I'm excited about that tonight. I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm grateful for that tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Oh, that's Let us remain standing. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. God, you're great in mind. I'm talking about a bad place. I can look back and I remember what my life was like. Struggling. Trying to make it. No resources. None that I could call on. No help. No help. No one. Left the fin for myself. And you know what? If it wasn't for God's compassion and love, if it wasn't for his grace and mercy, I wouldn't be here today. That's right. But you know what? I thank God that he can't just walk by and let things stay that way. I'm glad that he can't just pass me by and see the heartache and the pain, the agony, the addiction, the depression. And just leave the dysfunction that's in the home and not do anything about it. That's not the kind of God we serve tonight. God is always working. God is always. He said, I passed by and I said, live. Yes. Live. That's right. You know, the devil is not interested in people living. He wants to destroy that's right. He wants to steal. He Hear wants that? to kill. He wants to destroy. The Bible says the thief. That's all he come for. Yeah. He didn't come to bring life. He didn't. He doesn't have. It's not in him to do such a thing. Too many people are cutting up to the devil. Yep. And thinking they're going to get something positive out of it. You better realize who really loves you. Yeah. You better realize who really cares about That's you. That's right. You better realize that who was there when you needed it. When everybody walked out on you, nobody thought you was worthy. That's what it boiled down to. He was saying, when nobody thought that you was worthy to even take care of you, to even be there for you, and they left you on your home, left you to struggle and to cry and to cry. If you can think of an infant, how many infants can take care of their own? take care of themselves not many they have to be taken care of they have to be nurtured and that what what God was saying he was saying you was left in a condition to fend for your own if you would have stayed that way you would have died yes you would have died but I walked past you and I saw you in your wretchedness I saw you in your misery I saw you in your pain just struggling to survive And I said, live. I'm thankful for the day God spoke a powerful word into my life. I'm thankful for the day. I'm thankful Jesus, he comes to bring life and not just life, but more abundantly. I need some young people to lift up their hands and lift up their voice. You ought to be thankful what God has done for you. You might say, well, well, you know what? I'm I wasn't in that situation, no, but your parents was. And you better be thankful that God saved your parents because you are a recipient of it. You are benefiting from what God 
Because God saw you. Come on. He saw you. Worship him. Come on, somebody. Worship lift up him. your voice. Lift up your hands. Oh, yeah. Come on. Don't become unthankful. Oh, yeah. Don't become ungrateful. He said, I won't pass you. And I said, live. Many passed you by. Many didn't think much of you. But there was a God that would not let you stay in that state. He wouldn't let you stand that dysfunction. He wouldn't let your marriage stay that way. He wouldn't let your children stay that way. He wouldn't let your troubled mind stay that way. He wouldn't let you stay in that state of depression. Come on, he will let you stay bound by those addiction. But God did something about it. Thank you, Lord. Oh, somebody lift him up. Come on, somebody. Bless him. Exalt him. Pour your heart unto him. Don't look around. Close your eyes. Lift up your hands and call upon the Lord. Oh Lord, thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your compassion. All that you've done. Thank you. Jesus. Somebody lift him up. Oh, yes. Somebody bless his holy oh, name. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, in yes. Jesus' name, the Bible says there was a woman. She was on the way to bury her son. She was weeping. But there was a God that was full of compassion that had to do something about it. And he said, Weep no more. Come on, the weeping is coming to an end. I'm going to do something about it. You're not going to cry one more day. You're not going to cry one more night. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to fix it. Turn it around for your good. Oh, somebody bless him. Somebody glorify him. Somebody exalt him. Somebody show your appreciation tonight. Thank you for Show it. your thanksgiving tonight. Show him how much you are appreciative. Come on, pour your love out on him tonight. Come on, let it. Don't give him the same old. Don't give him the same old. Don't go through the motions. Don't offer up lip service. Come on, let your let your heart be connected to the words that come out of your mouth tonight. Come on, we were in a bad state. Come on, church family. We were in a bad condition before God came in. Before God stepped foot, left, struggling, fighting on our own. No chance of making it. And God stepped in and said, live. He stepped in and said, live. He breathed the breath of life inside of us. Somebody bless him. This altar is open tonight. Come on, young people, come. With your eyes closed, lifting up your hands. Don't look it around. Give God some thanksgiving. Give him some praise tonight. Bless him tonight. Come on, adult. Gather in behind him. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. And let God know, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you've done. I realize where I was. No hope. No chance of living. No chance of making it. You stepped in. Come on. Close your eyes. Lift him up. The Holy Ghost is in here. Let God touch your heart tonight. Let him speak to your heart. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
Oh, me. 